everybody. I am um, so happy to be here with you all and hoping you're having a great day. Uh, some of you already got some presents, so this is so amazing, so good. Okay, so um, let, let's start with, with the message for today. We are going to talk about um, the, a church that perseveres. Does that sound good to you? Yes? Um, so in Proverbs 31, it describes a woman, and this woman, we can see it both ways. We, we can see those, uh, those scriptures as a description for, for a woman of valor or a virtuous woman as we know it in, in English. But we also can see those scriptures as an allegory for the church of Christ, the bride of Christ. So with, with these uh, lenses, with this reference, I am going to read you some scriptures of Proverbs 31 from the Passion Translation. But um, instead of talking about a woman, I am going to use the word church, okay? We're not going to read all of those, just, just a few. In verse 10, it says, Who could find a church like this one? A church of strength and mighty, and, and mighty valor, full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for the church was greater than many jewels. The church searches out continually to possess that which is pure and righteous, and she delights in the work of her hands. The church gives out revelation, truth to feed others. Even in the night season, the church arises and sets food on the table for hungry ones in her house and for others. The church wraps herself, I would say it's anointed, in strength, might, and power in all of her works. And even in uh, her shining light will not be extinguished, no matter, how, no, no matter how dark the night. She is known by her extravagant generosity to the poor. She always reaches out her hands to those in need. She is not afraid of tribulation, for all of her household is covered in the dual garments of righteousness and grace. Her husband, Jesus, is famous and admired by all, sitting at the venerable, uh, at the venerable, venerable judge, as, as the venerable judge of his people. Bold power and glorious majesty are wrapped around her as she laughs with joy over the days ahead. Her teachings are filled with wisdom, kindness, and loving instruction. The church that honors the Lord will be admired. So go ahead and give her the credit that it's due, for she has become a radiant church, and all her loving works of righteousness deserve to be admired at the gateways of every city. Is that so beautiful? Are you happy to be part of the church of God, the church of Christ, and especially of this local church, Love Light Church? We are a church that perseveres. And just as we read, even in, in the darkness night, um, in the darkness of night, even in, in the darkness season, the church light will not be extinguished. And even in, in the midst of a pandemic, the church will not be stopped. Amen? So I want to encourage you today that, that you are in the winning team. You, you belong to a team that is going to 
It's going to ride, it's going to endure whatever comes its way because we belong to, to the church of God. The Bible calls it a glorious church. Now, we know that, that we belong to the church uh, thanks, you know, to, to the work of Jesus. We have been adopted into his family, and now we are part of this glorious church. So, corporally, we're going to make it. Tell, uh, tell your neighbor, we're going to make it. <laughs> we're going to make it. The church will prevail. Amen? No matter if the changes, uh, if the times change, no matter, uh, you know, whatever comes our way, the church will stand. And no, not even the gates of hell will prevail against the church. So, corporally, as a group, as a family, we're going to make it. And these are great news. I also want to tell you today that we can make it individually. Because one thing is, is okay, we're part of the team and we're going to make it, but can I make it on my everyday, on, on my routine, my goals, my dreams, the calling of God? Can we make it? And, and today I want to give you um, a perspective. I want to give you a truth that if we keep it in mind, it's going to help you in, in the rest, uh, throughout the rest of your life to, to persevere. Just as the church perseveres, I, I believe that this truth is going to help you to persevere in your everyday life and no matter what comes your way. Did you believe that? Are you, is your faith in agreement with mine? I, I'm believing that, that this word is going to go, and, and as the Bible says, God's word is going to go and do what it was called to do, and it's not going to return void. This is my expectation for us today. Okay, so we are talking about perseverance. The dictionary defines perseverance as a continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. There's a scripture in 2 Timothy 4.7 where the Apostle Paul, it's, uh, it, it's saying something so profound, so inspiring, and this is at the end of his race, at, at the end of his days. He knows that his time is, is, is at, at hand for him to, to go to heaven, and he said something that I wish we all had the privilege to say when, when our time comes, and he said, I have fought the good fight. I have kept the race. No, no, no. He says, I, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And this is amazing that, that he, he endured and he finished and he accomplished everything that God had called him to accomplish. And he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready. <laughs> Anytime. I'm good. I'm good to go. There's nothing left for me to do. So, you know, with this uh, picture in, in mind, just being inspired and, and encouraged, we can also see in Hebrews 11, if you're familiar with this scripture, it's a, it's a, it's a chapter that talks about the heroes of faith. And it mentions many of the heroes of faith. It starts from Abel. Um, Abraham, Noah, Sarah, Jacob, Moses, David, and, and then it says, we don't have room, we don't have time to talk about all the heroes of faith. And then 
in, uh, in verse 11, 13, I am going to read you again from the Passion Translation. Hebrews 11, 13, it says, These heroes all die still clinging to their faith. Okay, this says that, that they persevere and that they kept the faith till the end, right? They, they cling to their faith, not even receiving all that had been promised to them. But they saw beyond the horizon the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from, from afar. They all live lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. And, and this is uh, what I want us to, to take on today, that these heroes of, of faith, one of the keys that they, they use to endure to the end, to have a faith that perseveres, it's that they look beyond the horizon. Have you ever looked beyond the horizon? Where, you, where, you know, you pass the houses or, or the trees or the mountains, and then there's just one, a line, right? And you know that there's something above and beyond there, but, but the only thing that you can see is the line and maybe the sunset or, or the sky. So they look beyond their circumstance. They look beyond the horizon. And it says that they knew that they belonged to another realm. They knew that they were here just passing by, that this was not their, their ultimate home. Living with a faith that perseveres to the end doesn't mean to have a perfect life. Doesn't mean that you're not going to fall, you're not going to stumble. Doesn't even mean that you're not going to have doubts. But it's in the midst of the doubts that you get up and believe again. It's when you fall, when you stumble, that you keep on believing. If you read about these heroes of faith, the Bible talks about their dirty laundry, okay? So we all know that they were not perfect. However, they had a faith that persevered to the end. So we know that we're, we're not talking about a perfect life. We are talking that when we fall, when we stumble, when you have doubts, that's when it counts for you to, to cling to your faith and keep on believing. So how did, uh, how did these people have that, that mindset, that determination? And again, two things that, that we need to consider they saw beyond the horizon, and they lived as knowing that they belonged to another realm. And this takes me to a scripture in Ecclesiastes 3.11. Ecclesiastes 3.11, it mentions that God made everything perfect in its time, but there is one phrase that I want us to consider today, and hopefully for you to keep in your heart for the rest of your life, Okay. This one says that God has planted eternity in the heart of the human, of, of all the humans. So God has planted eternity in your heart. God put a little seed of eternity in your heart. And what does this mean? This means that no matter what we experience here on earth, 
each one of us, believers or unbelievers, every human being here on earth has a God-shaped void that only God can fulfill. And we're not even going to fulfill it here on earth. Yes, Jesus is our everything, and, and Jesus satisfies many of our longings and desires, but ultimately, we belong to another realm. And there is this piece of eternity that keeps nagging us, that keeps having us longing for something else, for some, something more. We know that there's something else. We know that, that, that what we see is not everything that there is. So considering that, that God has planted eternity in the human heart, it's one of the keys that is going to help us to have this faith that persevere because we understand that no matter what we experience, no matter what we enjoy, we are never, listen to me, never going to be satisfied in this earth. And this is not something wrong, okay? This is not bad news. It's just a reality. And you have experienced it. I don't need to convince you of that. You already know. You have experienced it. You can testify of this truth. It's just that sometimes we don't realize. And when we don't realize, when we don't have it in mind, we keep searching and searching and searching. Now, having this longing, having this desire for something else, for more, is not a problem. It's not a problem. This is our nature, and forever we're going to have this, this longing. The problem is that we believe that we can satisfy that longing with things on, on this earth. Maybe if I get married, maybe when I have kids, maybe if I have this job, maybe if I get this phone, this phone, maybe the car, maybe the house, maybe uh, if I go to college, maybe if I know these people, maybe if I have this status. And we believe that we, if I only have this, then I'm going to be good. And let me tell you, the world system... The, the enemy, the, the world system, it's going to always try to deceive you, making you believe, you just need this. You just need that. You need, you need to, uh, to know this person. You need to move over there. You need to do that. You, you need to have this. But nothing here is going to ever satisfy us. So, when we, when we understand this, we are, uh, this is going to prevent us from being deceived and from living lives with disappointment. This is uh, because sometimes when you're searching, the, the Bible says that, that when our heart keeps searching and searching and searching, it, it gets us tired. It's exhausted. Now, I'm not sure about you, but in our human nature, we tend to romanticize life. We, um, you know, we think, we, we see in a magazine the Statue of the Liberty of the Eiffel Tower, and you're like, man, I need to go there. You know, if I could go there, that's going to be it. And for those that have the opportunity to be in there, let me tell you, 
once that you get there, we've been, uh, we were fortunate, uh, we've been so blessed to be, uh, we, were, we were able to, to go to parents years ago. And, and you're like, oh, I'm going to take a selfie, you know, in front of the Eiffel Tower. The thing is that when you take a selfie, you just see wire in the back of you. And, and no matter how much you try the angle, the position, you cannot get the Eiffel Tower with you in the same picture. So it looks great in the magazine, but you need to be like, uh, like squares away from, from that place so to be able to have it in the, in the back, background of your picture. Same with the Statue of Liberty. Or what about, have you ever seen a postcard of snow? You know, those Christmas postcards? <clears throat> and we're like, oh, especially here in Arizona, if I can only, you know, live in those places. But what do we see? All the people that live in the snow place, they're moving to Arizona. And they're like, it's horrible. You, have, you, you cannot even get outside your house. Every day you have to shovel out the snow. So what happened? We, we romanticize it and, and we think, no, if I only have this. But things look, only good look in postcards and magazines. So enjoy them, okay? Enjoy the pictures. <clears throat> it's never the same when you're there. How about, okay, if we all, all, only go to this vacation and you save and you're so excited and you go on vacation and then you don't realize that you're going to be with your family 24-7 and then you start fighting and everybody's tired and stressed. So the vacation looks amazing until reality clicks in. Or sometimes you're like, okay, if I can only go to this restaurant, and, and maybe you go with your husband, with your friends, with your family, and you go to that restaurant that you wanted to be, and if a conversation just goes wrong, the whole evening, it's, it's, it's ruined. Right? So, again, we, we're always going to believe, if I only do, if I only have, if I, and the Bible says, just as a warning, okay, you will never Never be satisfied. And even if things go great, if, even if you accomplish and enjoy, it's awesome. And God says, good for you. Enjoy it. Because don't get me wrong. Life is so beautiful. Okay? Life is so beautiful. Travel, work, explore, enjoy, eat. <laughs> uh, enjoy life. Life is so beautiful, and, and God wants us to enjoy life to the max. Life is for living. Amen? Life is for living, and Jesus came to give us abundant life. But as long as we remember that I am going to enjoy this meal, I am going to enjoy that vacation, I am going to enjoy this experience, but in five minutes, I'm going to want something else. And, and I'm, going to want, uh, I'm going to start searching for more. And, and as long as we have this, um, excuse me, I can move from its place. Okay. As long as, uh, as, long as we have this, mind, this mindset in front of us, we are not going to be deceived either by the enemy or by our flesh nature. Because the world constantly wants us. I mean, look at the picture of, of Genesis, the beginning of the story. Adam and Eve 
created at the image of God. That means that they look like God, right? That means that they were to, in the likeness of God. And what does the world come and say? The enemy, Satan. If you only do this, you're going to look like God. They were already like God. She would have said, oh, thank you, but I am ready are. But that's the lie. That's the lie of the enemy. And that is the lie that we are going to hear every single time for the rest of our lives. So as long as we remember, oh, no, 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 no. I can enjoy this, but in order to have a faith that prevails, I need to look beyond the horizon. I need to look beyond the horizon, and I need to remember that I am here just passing by. I belong to another realm. This is not my home. And actually, let me, let me read you an, a scripture. No, this is not a scripture. This is a, a beautiful quote from St. Augustine. It says, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests on you, in you. And, and this is a fact, that our heart is going to be restless until we experience the fullness of eternity in the presence of our Savior. Can I sing? No, I won't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I wish. <clears throat> um, I, I need some props. There's, um, there's another scripture, thank you, in, in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 12, actually Ecclesiastes 1, 2. And here, um, this wise philosopher. Now, now the author of this, this phrase, the Bible says that, this is King Solomon, um, but the Bible says that, that he, he experienced everything his heart desire wanted. So this guy had all the resources, all the connections. He was the king, so he got to do everything he wanted, Okay. We're like, sure, of course you're going to say what you're going to say. So what he said at the end of his life, he said, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And we're like, sure, of course you can say that because you've already tried it. But we haven't tried it, so we want to experience it for ourselves. But um, others, other versions say vanity. All is vanity. And this sounds very depressive. Like everything is meaningless. Now, there is some truth in this. The Hebrew word for meaningless or vanity is the Hebrew word hevel. And hevel means a vapor. So God is saying in his word, everything is like a vapor, hevel. It just, it's right here in a moment, and then when you blink, it's gone. Hevel. Everything is meaningless. And in, in my imagination... Um, I, I love this illustration that instead of hevel, okay, everything is meaningless. Hopefully my hair doesn't start getting frizzy right now. <clears throat> is that, have you ever tried cotton candy? Have you ever tried it? So you see it, and it's, 
It's so colorful. It's so fluffy. It's so attractive. And you're like, this is going to satisfy me. I want it. Or if it's not you, your kids. I want it, I want it, right? So you get your wallet, you spend like $5, and you get a big chunk. No matter how, how big the bite is, you try it. My mouth is so dry. And it's gone. <laughs> Hevel, you try it, and you believe this is going to satisfy you. But the moment you put it in your mouth, unless you, your mouth is so dry, it's gone. It disappears. It doesn't last. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Now, for a moment, for a few seconds, now I have energy. <laughs> you enjoy the sweetness, but it doesn't last. It doesn't last. And this is what the heroes of faith knew. They knew that we can enjoy life and we can endure and we're not going to be deceived by the enemy that says, if only you try this, if only you have that. And um, when the boys were little, we would go to Target and they would see a box of like cars, tra tracks. And in the picture, you have the tracks and the little loop-de-loop and, and Lightning McQueen flying. So this is all in the picture of the box. <clears throat> and they were like, this is it. We must have it. And, and they would get it. They would come home, put it together, put Lightning McQueen, and it will fall. And you could see in their faces the disappointment, like, huh, it's not like in the picture. And then we would go to Target again, and they would see a different box, and they're like, this one is going to work. And, and their parents... They would get them the toy again, <laughs> put it together, and this time, uh, cars, you know, Lightning McQueen was really going to do what it's supposed to do. And again, it will fall, or it will come out of the, the track. Eventually, they'd learn that meaningless, hevel, <laughs> everything is meaningless. No, they've learned that. One thing is a picture, and another thing is reality. And in our lives, we think, you know, maybe if I get this phone, maybe if I get that work, maybe if I know this person, maybe if I get this girlfriend, maybe uh, what if I get this purse. So enjoy life, okay? We're, we're not saying do not have dreams, do not have success, but... Know in your heart, keep in mind that we are always looking in the horizon and that nothing in this world will ever, ever satisfy us. And this is how the, um, the heroes of faith were able to cling to their faith no matter the opposition, no matter the circumstances, they kept on believing. And at the end of their line, at the end of their life, it says that 
they, they endure. They endure and they persevere. So we, we can persevere as a church. Actually, we are going to persevere as a church. But in our personal lives, in, in, in your home, in your marriage, at work, with your family, with your kids, just remember, look at the horizon. Look at the horizon. This is not the end. If you are satisfied or if you are unsatisfied, this is not everything that there is. If you're satisfied, good for you. More power for you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because God wants you to enjoy it. But know that this is not going to be the end. How many of you have tried some food? Maybe Thanksgiving. Maybe, maybe that's your everyday. <laughs> but um, where you, you stuff yourself and you're like, I can't eat anymore. Like you don't want to see, hear, smell food like for the rest of your life. Have you ever had that moment where you're like, I don't even want to smell food. And what happened? 20 minutes later, you're hungry. <laughs> and, and we're like, how is it possible? I couldn't even see food at one moment. And then at the other, I, I'm already ready for more. So we need to understand that in our lives, the way God created us, we have appetites, and these appetites are never going to be fulfilled. You're going to fulfill them for one moment, and then you're going to have them again and have them again. So just, you know, just as, as a wise uh, message or uh, as, a, um, as a wise suggestion, don't, don't worry about feeling bad about these appetites. Don't even ask God, God, take this away from me. This is how he created you, okay? And forever, for the rest of our lives, we are going to have appetites. We're going to have desires. We're going to have longings. We're going to want more, more, and more. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no sin. You're not wrong if you're having these this longings, these desires. The, the, the problem, again, is when you try to satisfy them, with this world, because it would, you will never uh, be able to do it, and you will forever be unhappy or, or bitter, or some people even give up on their faith and, and feel like God failed them because they cannot find that it that they're looking for. And, but we're wiser than that, and we know better, and, and we're going to enjoy life because life is for living, but we will always keep our eyes beyond the horizon. And we're going to walk on this earth knowing that we belong to another realm. Okay? So, with this, I just want to, uh, to encourage you and to say, look to the horizon. Fight the good fight. Finish the race. Keep the faith and persevere because we're going to be fulfilled one day in the presence of our Savior. I love you, love life, be blessed, and happy Mother's Day.